Welcome to Childhood Trash, a dumpster dive into our childhood nostalgia where we re-examine some of the most influential media from our youth in order to answer the question, tragic or nostalgic? I'm your host, Pia LaPlaca, joined by my co-host, Maggie Keating. Hey, Maggie. Hi, Pia. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about read it and weep. I, read it, I really read it, read and, it weep. and freaking weep, though. <laughs> Like, we I, like <laughs> I could not get through just saying that title because of how excited I am to I'm talk really, about I this, love right this now. movie. I want, I just want to scream. Like, it's so exciting to me. It's, I don't know why this movie has such an impact on me, but it did, and it still does. We don't have any news this week, do we? I can't think of anything in particular. I'm not up to date on this Selena Gomez, Hailey Bieber drama. Yeah, and this is not a drama channel, so we're just going to leave that yeah. for, for them. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave that how it is. Yeah, let's not step on any toes. So let's just hop right into the facts, shall we? We shall. Hmm. Stroking my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm just pondering the facts. <laughs> Why? You know. Anyway, so, Rita and Weep came out in on July 21st, 2006, and it's based on a book called How My Personal Private Journal Became a Bestseller. Yeah, so, like, the I forgot to write the author down. That's my bad. Um, but the author of this book wrote a bunch of, like, other, like, cute little children's books. Yeah, I think she actually helped write the movie, too. Um, Julia DeVillers. Oh, you actually might be right. I think she did. Yeah. You might be so right on that. But the mm. other people that wrote it are... Patrick J. Clifton and Beth Ragazio. Ragazio. It's a fun one. Yeah, and it's directed by Paul Hohen. And this was filmed in Utah oh. because I <laughs> I have a fun fact about that. About the fact that this movie was filmed in Utah. Yes. Okay. Go. It's, it was filmed in the same place as um the high school musical yeah. and um like the auditorium in high school musical and Minutemen, also one of my favorite movies. 110% agree. Yeah. I have learned that a lot of, like, Disney's decoms were filmed in, like, this exact town in yeah. Utah. And it was, like, their thing. Like, they just kept going back to this this town. And I know that we said in our last decom that we wanted to know where they filmed it. So now we know. And we'll try to learn in the future. I guess we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, one, like, fun fact that I found is that <laughs> this um, this was on a top 20 uh, Miss Mojo list of the top 20 uh, Disney Channel movies of all time as from 2020. Yeah. As it should be. But I was like, I don't know. To me, it's like a lesser known decom. I agree. And, like, definitely, like, underdog mm-hmm. vibes. Um, so that made me really happy. I don't know what number it was, but I don't either. This was on <laughs> Netflix for a while, which is how I watched it. Because in 2006, I was, like, three years old. So I wasn't, obviously wasn't watching DCOMs at three years old. Oh, I unless was. Unless I was, and I don't remember. I definitely but, was. Um, it was on Netflix, and I think I watched it when I was, like, maybe 10. So I was still young. Oh, wow. 10 Interesting. Or 11, maybe 12. Somewhere in those years, in my middle school, crazy. late elementary school era. And um, I watched it with my mom and my sister, and I just, I have some feelings about it. Just, like, some of the things in the movie <laughs> I remember so distinctly. Needing. Yes. Very influential. Oh, yeah. 100%. One thing that I also love about this movie is the soundtrack. Yeah. I wrote down specifically, there's a song called Outside Looking In mm-hmm. by Jordan Pruitt. And yeah. I wrote, of of Jump to the Rhythm fame. Yeah. It's from the same album. Yeah. Um, And it literally, like, when that song. Hello. <laughs> 
someone just turned off the lights in our room. That was really weird. What? Is it just because we weren't moving? But we turned them off. Anyway, that was really weird. (laughs) The ghost. There's a ghost in our studio. In the pod pod studio (laughs) right now. All right, off to a great start. Off to a great start. Anyway, I just wanted to say that that song brings me to tears. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Um, I think... I think the ghost was like, we need to move on. <laughs> They're like, this is too many facts for this short of a fucking movie. Nobody cares. <laughs> move on. They're like the boo button. Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> that was a great pun. Boo! <laughs> I didn't think of that. Oh my god. <laughs> We're hilarious. Anyway, um... So we chose to cover this movie because this is one of, like, my favorite decoms, And like I said, I feel like it's, like, lesser known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I don't know if this is actually true. I could be making this up. But, like, I want to say that this is, like, the villain origin story for me wanting to become a writer. Yes. Like, I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> like, I say this as, like, a creative writing major, you know? Yeah, creative writing girlies prize yeah. for this movie. <laughs> no, I really think, like, this was everything to us because we never, like, got... <laughs> Movies and like it's do they- this movie and Dead Poet Society. Those are the only two movies. I've never movies. seen Dead Poet. You Society. haven't seen Dead Poet. I'm not a big sad movie. Person. It's a creative writing movie though. I know. Like, <sighs> Pia. We'll watch it. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. And like, although they don't get anything right about publishing, it is just like it's just. Hilarious. I think it sparked that like yeah. for me. It's as a four year. Watching her scribble on that freaking iPad was everything. Yeah. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. I saw this actual, like, little clip of, like, behind the scenes, and they were all talking about how cool, like, all the cast members were talking about how cool it was that Jamie got to have this, like, swivel laptop, and she got to write out, they were like, this is so new technology. (laughs) It was so funny. I literally remember making my mom search for the exact model she had, because I thought it was so cool, and I wanted to do the thing so bad, and, like, draw the Did you get it? No. Oh, okay. But I thought it was really cool. It was very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I think we can dive into the to the beef of the story. The plot. The plot. If you will. (laughs) The plot, if you will. If you feel like it. So, starting off. (laughs) Do you like my notes? I do. (laughs) Pia wrote some great notes for us today. I wrote, listen, we start off with Jamie. She's an absolute loser and nobody. And she's also a high school freshman. I wrote that down because I was like, these children look 12. (laughs) <laughs> they do, and that's good. No, it is good. It is good. Sometimes it's not euphoria cast, vibes. Like no, absolute thirty-year-olds like yeah. Glee. Yeah. Um. Some of the other characters that we've got going on, we've got Connor, played oh, by the lovely love Jason Dolly. <laughs> uh, this is like his PJ. first role. Yeah, and it's so sweet. He originally didn't. He wasn't the guy who got the role originally. Really? Yeah, it was like some other guy, but he couldn't. Like I want to say like other guy like got injured or like got the flu or something and so he couldn't go <laughs> so like jason dolly got the call like right before shooting they were like hey can you like come and do it come to utah and he was like yeah <laughs> like and then breakout role breakout role and then he became pj and good luck charlie and he was in hatching pete and minutemen and minutemen my favorite we have to do minutemen at some point. no i actually like insist <laughs> i insist that we do minutemen <laughs> okay um and he has a major crush on Jamie, and it's really obvious, but she can't tell because she's a little not there. 
Um, and then we've got Lindsay and Harmony, who are Jamie's two BFFs. I love them so much. They're actually the slayiest of them all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're such, like, not the cookie cutter type, like, yes, best friends, which right. I really like. Mm-hmm. I like that they're very, like, human rights. They're, yes. like, actually artists. have... They're artists. Like, they're definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to see them have a romance. They ended up at Emerson College. No, they definitely did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Um, I didn't recognize them for anything, from anything. I didn't recognize the actresses. Ooh, I don't know. I can't believe you didn't even mention Kay Panabaker. The star oh my of the God, show. the star of the show. And Kay also Panabaker and Danielle, Danielle Panabaker. Panabaker. Our queens. Okay, this is the funniest thing to me that they cast Danielle, her older sister, as like the better I version so much. of the I younger. I think it's the funniest shit. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Like, can you imagine it works if, like, so well. if, like, my younger sister, Lila, got, like, this big role and they were like, well, we need, like, somebody who looks like you, but is, like, better. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get your older sister. Perfect. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Well, so they were both, um, there was a show called Summerland. I think I've talked to you about this before because I really liked it. Yeah. Because it's sad. Um, and it has, like, Kay Bannett Baker was, like, one of the main roles in it, but her sister had, like, a guest star, like, appearance on a couple yeah. episodes, and she literally did play, like, this, like, other girl coming in, like, trying to steal your mans. Like, it was so funny, because I was like, look at them! And then she, <laughs> like, the same. and then I th- her big role now, she plays, um... She's in The Flash. She's in The Flash. Why am I forgetting? Frost. Right. Caitlin Frost? <laughs> I don't know. Something like that on The Flash. And she's, like, the complete opposite of that stereotype, which is hilarious. Yeah. But um and Kay Panabaker's like a zoologist. Yeah. So which cool. is so cool. And she's like a Disney adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think Maybe is not cool. <laughs> um, the cast just keeps getting better. And I want to save the best for last. So oh. um just because I think it's really funny. But let's move on to Sawyer. Sawyer Sullivan, the cheerleader enemy of Jamie, and her boyfriend played or who is Marco. But she's played by Allison Scagliotti who is, like, in every Nickelodeon Disney show ever. Um, Everyone? I can only remember her from Drake and Josh. She's in Drake and Josh. I think she's in Ned's Declassified as well. I want to take a moment to talk about Marco Vincent, Marco Vega. I don't know. Wait, I have the funniest thing about him. I, was he hot? I can't tell. Because, like, or, like, I don't know. I, I was watching it, and I was like, is he, are we supposed to love this, like, doofus little guy? Like, and is he supposed to be the hottest guy in school? Like, I'm just not seeing it. I don't know. But do you want to know his real name? Because I almost cried when I found out what it the is. The actor? Yeah. Yes, please do. I actually kid you not. No, I'm not ready. Chad Broski. Oh, I looked it up, too! I was like, this guy is such a Chad. I, I actually Chad, but his last name is Broski! <laughs> Chad, come on the pod. <laughs> like, what? Or, is this your real they name? They actually typecasted him so well. No, that's true. I, I, I do remember seeing that when I looked it up, that yeah. he was Chad, but I didn't remember the last. That's so funny. I, oh, my God. But anyways, can we, do we want to hop back to I was, what? I passed away, but yeah, yes. So, <laughs> okay. basically, Jamie writes in her diary on this tablet that we've been obsessing over, and she creates stories about her alter ego is... And is portrayed by Danielle Panabaker, who is just the better version of her, who is confident, can defeat the bullies, gets the guy, super popular, the high school on top of the social hierarchy baddie that Jamie is not. That's so true. So Jamie is 
hanging out with her girl pals. Mm -hmm. They're watching some kooky, crazy soap opera. Um, and they're talking about this paper that they have to submit. And she's like, you know what? I wrote it about break times. And they're like, that's so boring. Like, didn't you know that there's going to be like a competition and whoever wins gets it in like the paper? She's like, Jamie's like, I don't care. Like, I'm a good writer and I know it. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. She is clicking, you know, send on her, on her little paper. But something crazy happens in the soap opera they are watching. And she accidentally sends her private personal journal (laughs) instead of her boring ass paper. And guess what happens? So Lindsay, I think it is. Lindsay prints out this paper for her, turns in the journal to her teacher. And like a month passes, we find out that Jamie wins the writing competition and her journal got published. Her personal private journal <laughs> yes. published for the whole school to read. I also would like to mention that Lindsay's term paper was, her topic mm-hmm. was term papers are a waste of our dwindling natural resources. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why that didn't win. <laughs> that's so funny? <laughs> like this, I mean, like, I love the like kooky craziness of this plot, but like, <laughs> It's not a term paper like, at all. It's a graphic novel, graphic memoir, maybe. Like the side plot of the dad having to find the best pizza topping. Oh, I love the dad. Like, Can we talk crazier. about him? Yeah. He is literally like comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, he's so silly. And I love him. And his business is struggling. I also realized like, this has like a lot of similarities to my book. And I was like, did I copy and paste? <laughs> Read it and we've been <laughs> write the same thing. Like, why is this so ingrained in my like, Childhood nostalgia? I don't know. know. But it's late. But it is. Anyway. So there's an optical flip and Jamie's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. (laughs) And I was like, how did they think this book was a paper? (laughs) I don't know. And it's like illustrated. It looks really different from all the other ones. It's really funny. And then what happens is she gets a book deal. Because, you know, 14-year-olds getting book deals left, right, and center. Oh, yeah. Not the rest of us, though. (laughs) That would never happen. No! Um, and her brother goes, sounds like a pipe dream to me. (laughs) He is funny. And I think this is the perfect time to mention, I love Lenny. Lenny is slays. I think Lenny. Maybe one of my favorite characters. Lenny might have like two words in the whole movie. Like he doesn't talk ever. I don't know. He does have a little like opening up moment to his dad, like later in the movie. And man, do I love this man. I love him so much. Yeah. He's just brooding and like playing his guitar in his room. But he like doesn't want to play for other people because he like doesn't think he's that good. It's beautiful. I love him so yeah. much. And then he plays at the end at in the front di- of the whole school and he slays. And he's like, this is for you, sis. Oh my God. Yeah. Love. It's perfect. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But um, I don't remember if this is in the first act, but they all decide to That's go to That's fine. They all well, decide basically to go to prom today. together, right? Yeah, all the buds. All the buds are going to prom together. This is established. Like, they're best yes. friends. They're all lame. They have no dates. Yes. They're going to prom together. Beautiful. That is important for the plot. It's very important. So now Jamie has her book deal. It's like two months later. Mm-hmm. And her book is gaining popularity. Everyone in the hallway has a copy. She's signing copies in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and she's, like, on top of the world. She is. She's, like, finally becoming, like, popular and, like, making friends with the people that she literally hates, which is, like, questionable at best. Yeah. 
Um, and like her friends are like, this is great. You know, like you're getting popular and now like more people will come to our animal rights rally if you're there. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. yes. I am going to do it all. I'm going to be on the like dance committee. We're Mm going to like. And signs all her friends up for the dance committee. Oh my gosh. Which is. She's like, this is going to be so fun. We're all going to do this together as a team. And her friends are like, hoorah. And, (laughs) and even Jamie's dad's pizza shack is doing fantabulous because they're like home of the is saves the world, saves the world girl. That's what the book is called, by the way, is Is saves Saves the world. World. Yeah. Um, something that we did forget to mention. So like kind of towards the beginning of this, Marco, Jamie's, um, beloved, um, writes a poem for English class and has to read it. Uh, in front of the whole class and he like it's like all this poem about a shy girl who thinks like is just so pretty and sees the real him and um everyone in the class is like swooning including the teacher (laughs) jamie's like wow it's probably about me and she's like really obsessed with him and and Connor's like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you can't write a fucking poem. Yeah. Um, so that's going to come back later as well. Very important details. That is an important detail. You're so right. But so, she's kind of like, at first, she's being very, she's not being a jerk yet. Like, I feel like she so quickly becomes a jerk, though. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a, a moment slippery where slope. It, it, like, flips. Yeah. But in the beginning, she's like, like, let's all do this together and, like, asking her friends, like, what they think she should do. And, mm. and um, but she starts to gain popularity and Sawyer starts to like her because of this popularity that she's getting. So mm-hmm. she's now um, spending a lot of time with Sawyer and kind of ditching her friends for Sawyer and some of these, like, new opportunities she's getting. Um, and she starts to go on, like, a book tour, basically. So as she's, like, embarking on this book tour with her handler, <laughs> who we love. <laughs> I, I've never heard the term handler. I've never heard it again since this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think they made it up for Braided and Wave. Did they not say manager? I don't know. That was Or, like, publicist. Yeah. Like, an actual job. Yeah. Um, so funny. So silly. We love this woman. Yeah. Um, and so she's going on this press tour, and it's, like, really intense. Like, she's, like, getting carted off everywhere. Um. And her kind of, like, stress about the tour and, like, about school life and stuff kind of, like, manifests itself into this, like, physical, like, apparition, apparition, excuse me, of Is and Danielle Panabaker. (laughs) It's really funny. And, like, Is tells her how to to behave and, like, how to act so that she looks, like, so she can handle herself, like, when she's becoming more famous. And it kind of takes a turn for the worse. Yeah. Is 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 becomes like her like evil twin. Her yeah. And uh, like it, the devil on her shoulder. Exactly. Because like I think we soon learn that is while being like an alter ego of Jamie, is like this really idealized version of what it means to be like, ooh, dare I say happy? Uh, <laughs> Because all she cares about is being popular and being with the most popular guy and yeah. having the most popular friends and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, Is clearly doesn't have any... Depth. I don't think she actually no. has any depth. Yeah, and she doesn't <laughs> have any regard for um, Jamie's 
former friend or former friends, light long time friendships, and yeah. just is looking to climb the social ladder that she's now like growing up experiencing. And and at times she's she's really helpful. There's mm-hmm. a moment where they go to this like party and there's a bunch of celebrities there, and Jamie's seeing all these people who she knows from the TV. And there's this one girl in particular I can't really remember her name right Amber, now. Amber something. Yeah. And Amber. Watch that not be her name. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Amber's not very nice, though, is basically the thing. And, and, um, I I remember Ryder Donovan. Ryder Donovan. That's what I remember. Is cool. He was cool to Jamie, but Amber was not. Okay, so she's at this party Mm -hmm. that her handler hooked her up with, and she's 14 years old. Yeah. And she's with her mom. Yeah. And they're like, you know. Who slays? Peggy? Oh, my God. Love Actually, Peggy. I love her. I actually love Peggy. She's such a cool mom. Cool yeah. mom energy. Um, And she's like, let's talk to all these famous, ran- like, famous people around them. And then there's, like, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, these soap opera stars at the same party that this 14-year-old author, author is different at. Different vein. Yeah. So different. And then, like, once she gets, like, this, like, funny little entanglement with the Amber Tiffany. Yeah. Where her hair gets caught in the other one's tiara and they have to, like, whatever. And Amber's a jerk. And Amber's a jerk. And then this other woman from the show is like, oh, my God, I loved your book, Jamie. And, like, and then if all these adults are like, I loved your book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very clearly a kid's book. Yeah, which is, like, fine. No yeah. shame. But, like, why did you, like, where... How popular is this? Thing? I don't know. I'm it's like so Harry confused. Potter levels, apparently. That's what it feels like, and I don't see that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay because it's no, it's fine. You have no, to it's suspend so your disbelief a little bit. But basically, is is just like kind of there helping her out in that situation to be like, don't let her talk to you like that. So there are times when she comes in to like yeah. save the day a little, give her some confidence, and you're like, oh, maybe this is a good thing. But then it it quickly takes a turn. Bad. Very yeah, bad, very quick. She not only is like overcommitting herself mm-hmm. in the first place, which like could not be more me. Yeah. Um, but like all this stuff that she said that she would do with her friends, like she's now like overlapped her like book schedule or like popular people schedule with, and so she's choosing those things over like her actual friend obligations. Right. Um, and just kind of like losing, losing them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um. The the. So she has been missing a lot of events with her friends and and not being able to keep up with them. But the final straw is when she gets wrapped up with all of her events. She plans on on going to the mall with Sawyer, on on doing an event with her um, handler. And she had previously committed to going to the Save the Bunnies rally. Is it Bunnies? I think it's just the animal rights rally. It's a, it's an animal rights rally. But it's rally. like about like bunnies because they're protesting a animal like uh like te- uh testing on animals yeah, for it's, like it's makeup. Yeah, it's some specific store in the mall that they're protesting. Yeah. And it's organized by her two best friends and they're like if you come, everybody else will want to come and you'll be the celebrity endorsement and it'll be great. Except it's not great. She doesn't show up. And nobody shows up to the event. It's very sad. So sad. And so all of them are like, forget you, Jamie. Like, we're done. You're a bad friend. Mm-hmm. And Jamie just, like, doesn't get the message. She yeah. is very self-involved. She is not. Because you know what she does have? She mm-hmm. might not have real friends. But now she has the attention 
of Mr. Marco himself. That because he has recently dumped Sawyer. Mm-hmm. He said, she said, or actually, did Sawyer dump him? I don't know. One of them was like, you're not paying enough attention to me. And that sounds like Sawyer to me. But, um, but um, so he is free and on the market. And um, he asks Jamie to the dance. Right. Now, what is unfortunate about this occurrence? Not only because I don't like Marco in general, <laughs> but it's unfortunate because Connor, our lovely boy next door vibes, boy best friend. Yeah. I didn't know his name for a really long time in my notes. And I was like, boy, best friend. I don't know. (laughs) Jason Dolly. (laughs) Um, He is in love with Jamie, as we've established. um, But he really wants to ask her to the dance. Like, even though they're going as friends, he wants to actually go, like, as her date. Mm -hmm. And he's set up this whole situation. Like, he's gotten himself so deep with his brother. And he has to do all of his brother's, like, weird, gross like chores and like tuning up his car and doing all his laundry and all this shit just to like get a ride to the dance because yeah. he like really wants to impress it's Jamie. It's not even that nice of a car. It's like a truck. It's not, but it's like, they're like, it's better than like her dad's pizza truck or something. Yeah. Um, and he like just really wants to show off and like do the do the extra mile. Um, and so like as he, he's doing that and as little Jason Dolly is like, like, damn, I'm like, I'm going to ask her. Like, he's like, he's like, you know, Marco's going to ask her. And, and his brother's like, no, but you got to get to her first. And he's like, yeah, I do. And so, um, like, this bitch is, like, running through he's the hallway. He is, dinner. like, sprinting. He's like, Jamie, 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 where the fuck are you? And, um, like, literally the moment, like, Marco walks up to Jamie, he, like, slides into home, like, right under her. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and he's, and he's like, Jamie. And she's like, not now, Connor. <laughs> she steps on him, and then she steps on him with her heel. I don't know it, if that was her heel, is or heel. I think that was Iz's heel. But yeah, and then Marco can uh, ask Jamie, yeah, and she says yes. says yes, of course, which just like is great because now they're the old. Like he becomes Jamie's only friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for no reason because he literally calls her Iz, mm-hmm. and it's so weird. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. So everybody is done with Jamie. Connor was her last hope and she lost him. But oh my God. now literally everyone is done with Jamie <laughs> in five seconds when in a new, and in the next interview, Jamie gets flustered and accidentally reveals that everything she wrote in the book was based on real life. So something we didn't touch on earlier is that she did like base all the characters in her book. Well, we said diary. it was like a fictionalized version of her diary. Yeah. So, so she, like, changed the names of things. And, like, she does, like, it's kind of, like, mystical, magical a little bit as yeah, well. because it's, like, it's there's got the like zap. It's got zap. Oh, my God. Did oh, we forget zap? We forgot zap. Zap, zap. is, zap is, is <laughs> his magical powers. Yes. To, to zap away the, like, evil bully. Yeah. In the, but basically, um, Sawyer is the evil villain Myrna in the book. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone hates Myrna. Myrna's the worst. And even Sawyer hates Myrna. Like, everybody yeah. knows Myrna is bad. So when Jamie's on this, like, live, like, Good Morning America interview, um, she accidentally says Sawyer instead of Myrna. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not the name of your character. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, like, Sawyer's watching at home. And, like, she says, like, on TV that everything's based on real life. And, like... Um, Essentially, like, the whole school, the whole world, it seems, has now turned on JB. Um, One of my favorite things about this, though, or, like, one thing I found really interesting upon rewatch 
was how like complex Sawyer's character was. Yeah. Because I never noticed that before. Because she like genuinely is like really hurt. Like she actually was so excited to be Jamie's friend. Mm -hmm. Like you saw that. It wasn't just like, oh, this girl's now popular. And like, of course it was like some of that. But like she was like, when when she got a call from Jamie, like Sawyer was genuinely excited. She was like, oh my God, she wants to hang out with me. Like there was like a scene where she was like, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She called. And it was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, like these are like good characters. Like these characters are really like well- flushed out and I think that's why it's so like nice to have the contrast of like Jamie's characters in her book which are like really flat and like Mm -hmm. stereotypical and like black and white because I mean she's probably never taken a creative writing class (laughs) you know she's 14 you know the books I wrote when I was 14 were not good (laughs) so I just feel like I just I like that a lot yeah I thought that was I I agree so Jamie has lost not only her real friends, but also her fake ones. And um, she's forced to spend all her time with this popular jerk guy. And He's not a jerk. Well, he's just not very smart. He's just stupid silly. And he calls her is, which is just really, really weird. Yeah. It's just very clear that, like, he definitely didn't notice her until the book. And especially, like, the fact that he learned that he is Marco in the book. And he is Marco in real life. That just really, like, boosted his ego yeah. and made him want to be her friend. So. Yeah. And take her to the dance and stuff. Yeah. Um, But there is, like, one, like, beacon of hope for Jamie. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, this Dear Abby column in their their newspaper. Yeah. And all of it is just, like, slander on Jamie. Which, like, she Pages deserves. and pages of it. Pages too. and pages. And there is this one <laughs> tiny little, um, call, like, article yeah like comment comment i guess i love when she's like what is this yellow journalism i think i thought that was so funny when she was like flipping through the pages of it she's like this is so biased i love that i thought it was so funny i was like girl you're so funny i don't know (laughs) um and this one is called uh three cheers for jamie i think something like that something like that and it's just like this beautiful like op-ed about (laughs) jamie and how like you know like like, she isn't the villain here. Like, she just showed you all who you were and you just couldn't accept that. And it's, like, written so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, who wrote this? Marco. Yeah. <laughs> the poet. My boyfriend, the poet. Right, literally. <laughs> literally wrote this. And she's like, wow, this is so great because, like, he's the only guy on my side anyways. Yeah. Well. Hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're at the dance. We are at the dance. Jamie, first of all, I loved her hair in this section. I thought her hair was so cute. I love the montage of her getting ready. Yes. I spe- I don't love her hair. I don't love the really curly. I love when she puts it up, though. Oh, when it's up, I guess. I love the little updo. Yeah. The, the but when it was down updo. before, it was Oh, weird. when it was down. But the, like, point of it is to put it up. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. And, like, her dress was cute. I, I thought she's, like, loved her dress. And yeah. I loved, like, the, like, Kay and Danielle parallel dresses. Yeah. I liked how sometimes their outfits corresponded and sometimes they didn't. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, they're in the photo shoot scene or sequence. Yes. Where um, Danielle is wearing that furry headband uh-huh. and like the velour tracksuit. <gasps> I died. So good, yeah. The outfits in this are something I also really remember. Like in the last, like half of the second act, she has this like side ponytail that is so, that sticks out to me so much for some reason. 
Mm-hmm. She works it. I don't know. She does. And she always has, like, that same color lip gloss on. Mm-hmm. Under the sea themed, we're, um, got this giant whale that, um, Lindsay and, Lindsay and, oh my god, why am I reading her name? Harmony. Lindsay and Harmony have been working on forever. Or Mel- I always get it confused because her, like, fictional character was Melody. The Murray. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) They've been working on the decorations because um, Jamie Jamie ditched them. Yeah. Yeah. So they did it all by themselves. And it looks really good. It is so cool. I love this so much. The whale is awesome. It's awesome. It makes a statement. Yeah. The whale is also stuffed with um, a bunch of seaweed and flyers saying save the whales because, of course, it has to be an animal rights protest. Um, and that comes in later at the end of the dance, which we will touch on soon. But but it's... Jamie's at the dance. She shows up with Marco and basically she learns that. So she keeps like complimenting Marco on his writing. And she's like, the thing I love about you most <laughs> is your writing. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. <laughs> about the writing it's so fucking dweeb like it wasn't me yeah so it wasn't him he's like nah i just paid that like idiot uh connor to to write it for me to write it for me and it wasn't even good Mm -hmm. and she's like oh fuck connor he's seen me the whole time Mm -hmm. and she's like having this big like um epiphany Mm -hmm. if you will but basically, the principal calls her up on stage to be like... Is that the principal? I don't know who it was. I think she's just the only teacher at that school. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was giving authority figure, but I didn't she, know who. She was giving, why is she so into Marco? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but she calls Jamie up on stage because she's like, we have to thank her for everything she's done for this prom because she decorated everything when she didn't. No. And Jamie knows that it was her friends and not her that did everything. She goes up on stage and accept this huge bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. The whole time, her alter ego, the lovely, is is standing next to her because everybody's booing her and being like, you suck, get off stage. And she's like, you have to win them back. You have to win the hearts and minds of the people. And um, try, she's trying to say some like, stupid she's stuff. She's like, have you heard I'm getting a sequel? <laughs> it's so funny. Everyone's like, no. They're like, not another one. <laughs> And um, and then Iz is like, they they spot um Harmony and Lindsay Lindsay about to like unleash the seaweed and the whale flyers onto the crowd, and Iz is like foil their plan and everyone will love you for not ruining their night, and like getting their clothes all dirty and stuff, mm-hmm. and she ponders it for a minute, and she decides not to do what Iz says. And actually, she welcomes her friends on the stage and is like, "This I didn't do any of this. They did. And I'm sorry for being such a jerk. Yeah. And then she kind of like punctuates her point by like going back to where they were at the whale and pulling the rope herself mm-hmm. and saying, save the whales. And then I, okay, I love the whale. I love the message behind the whale. I love everything that's happening there. However... Is that not such a safety hazard? This bitch goes swinging oh back like, and that forth. That killed it's somebody. Huge. Yeah. Oh my lanta! It was so funny. Like, and the fact that she doesn't get like she doesn't get like really in trouble at all mm-hmm. is like outrageous to me. I know. I don't know. Like I love it. I love it for the gag. I love that it's like so camp. But like I don't. <laughs> I'm like 
This is gonna knock some bitches out. And it didn't, though. It was so weird. Yeah. So she's made up with her friends. Now she has to make up with Connor. And he has already left before they pulled the, the whale down. So she runs out after him as he's getting in the car with his brother. And she's like, Connor. And he's like, oh, what now? What does she want? And um, <laughs> she goes to him and she's like, I know it was you who wrote the poems. And I'm so sorry for being crazy. And um, they have a kiss. And it's a magical fairy ending. Yay. I wrote, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. And I was like, look at these little babies. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're so sweet and wholesome. Yeah, they were cute. And But it's like right in front of his brother. Like, he's right there. And he goes, you go squirt. Like, it's like, it's so weird. Yeah, it is cute. That they just like, anyway, it is cute though. Not to, not to ruin it, but it is cute. No, it is. And then they kind of like end... Like, they wrap everything up with, you know, they go back to the dance, go back inside, um, and everyone's kind of, like, jamming with this seaweed. Um, And Lenny, like, reclaims his, like, musical gift, and he goes up on stage, um, and he's good. This one's for my my little sis. Like, she's the best. And he plays a song. And I have to tell you, I love this song. I cannot find this song. I want to put it on my playlist, and I can't find it. Where is it? Where is it? I stayed. I watched all the credits. I can't find it. It doesn't exist. Really? It literally doesn't exist. And the funny thing is that, like, the people who wrote the song cannot remember. Adam Watts and someone, um, and, like, Andy, some... Anyway, um, they wrote, like, the song at the end. Iconic to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, but I thought it was iconic. Mm-hmm. They also wrote some of the music for High School Musical too. Oh. And I was like, that is so iconic. Why can I not listen to this song? Yeah. And Lenny... Oh, I love him. Like, <laughs> Lenny Slate. Lenny Slate. So uh, Jamie brings all her friends back to the pizza shack after the dance. And um, Lenny comes back with them. And it's like a big, like lots of the, all the kids from the prom are there. And it saves the business. And Lenny, while he's helping make the pizzas, gets some seaweed on the pizza. And it cooks and everybody loves it. And they finally figured out the secret ingredient to the pizza. And the business is saved. I love it. It's thriving. Yeah. They tried a lot of ingredients on that pizza. They tried prunes. Yeah, that chicken one's feet. weird. That one, they're all weird. Yeah. Liver and onion. I feel like someone would like liver and onion, though. Yeah. That didn't seem that outlandish to me. But the seaweed, I was like, oh, that sounds like, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I loved it. I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. I had such a fun time. It was yeah. such a, like, um, uplifting movie. Mm-hmm. I love... Mm-hmm. Um, I love this formula too. Like this is some of my like like my favorite yeah, ones are just she like becomes a monster. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's some of my favorite um ones. I also I have a note. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. No, I just I don't know why I wrote this, but I think it's really funny. So I basically was like I was thinking about this movie, and I was getting really philosophical as I do when I watch every decom that we watch for this podcast. Right. And I said, is this movie not an allegory for imposter syndrome. syndrome. Whoa, I messed that up. Imposter syndrome. Interesting. I was like, this is Is. Is is like her creation. Like she made her, but now she's out of control. She like doesn't know where she's going. Mm-hmm. She's like, everyone loves her, but not me. Like, who is that? And she has to contend with this like whole identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And is read it and weep, not Borges and me. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Not the LI120. Oh my god. Is it not? Oh my god. I was giving it was giving me more like Doodle Bob. After you want yeah, yeah. SpongeBob. Me hoivenoi, you know. Sorry to connect it to Boris. Boris and me. Oh my god. That's funny. Thank you. Um I tried. But yeah, that is the masterpiece that is Rita and Weep. I love that movie so much. I, I do want to <laughs> just talk can't. about the title because, like, why? It's a bad title. Yeah. I think there's For so any other story, it's a great title, but, like, this, it doesn't fit the vibe of this movie at all. It makes it seem a lot sadder yeah. than it is. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's a, another thing that I, I think that maybe, like, made it less successful. I don't actually don't know how successful this movie was, but like in my eyes, it's not a popular one. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it popular. has to do with the title. Like, I just don't think it's a good, I don't know. What would like you, you retitle s- it? Yeah. Like if, I mean, you see Rita and weep and you're like, Oh God, it's going to be another bridge to Terabithia thing. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to do that. No, I can't, I can't do that, that again. again. <laughs> Should we I do a bridge to Terabithia? It's on the list. Is it? Yeah. Should we do it and read the book? I think we should read this book. That would be interesting. We have to. We have to have like a whole a book, book club. club. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know what. What would you title this? Like, I I know that. So the original title is definitely too long for a movie. And it's like, it's it's quite onerous. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's like this is the time. <laughs> this is the time my private journal. Yeah. Was turned into. Oh, yeah. you're like this is the time I found out. I had to Yeah. No. Um. But, I mean, give it a title. Go. I'll I'll call it uh, Jamie Saves Herself. I was thinking Jamie's Journal, which is the... That's not that good. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yours is also not good. No, yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh, this is hard. Like, read it and weave is like a good... Zapped. No, but that's a different Disney that Channel movie. That is a different Disney Channel movie. They shouldn't have... They shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, or something about the like evil twin kind of thing, like or the evil alter ego. Or has a name. Or um, is saves the world. Yeah, but it's not about is. That's why I thought it could be Jamie saves herself. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Anyway, what would you rate this? Tragic or nostalgic? I think I'd give it a nostalgic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Purely for the the outfits. Oh oh my gosh. And the so iPad. much fur. So much for the tablet. So many patterns. So many sequences. The hair. I loved the hair so much throughout this. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree. I loved. I like. I legitimately loved every second of watching this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It like brought me so much joy. Mm-hmm. It brought me back mm-hmm. to 2006. This is just a beautiful an easy, time. Wonderful little. So easy, and I like every time I read the title, I think it's gonna be sad, and it's never sad. Yeah. You know what movie I get it confused with? What? This might be like terrible, but you know that movie with Emily Osman and it's like she's trying to open Cyber up pills. Yes. Well, because Kate Panpixer is also in that. Is she? Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why. That was and like she's her like, last thing. Trying she to did. open the ads. That's like a literal like anti-bullying movie about. <laughs> I know. I don't know really why. Really dark topics. <laughs> but like that's the title crazy. just seems more suiting because cyber it's about bullying? like cyberbullying online. So like you read it and then you weep. You know, like you cry. Oh, so you think they should switch the titles? No, because like, there's no cyberbullying in Read It and Weep. Oh my God, that's what it was lacking. Yeah. If Read It and Weep came out today, it would be cyber. 
all about cyberbullying. Yeah, but no, this is a this is too good of a. They would be going on Goodreads, being like one star. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually how we bully people. (laughs) So true. Yeah, it's called cyberbullying. Yeah, (laughs) I follow them on Goodreads. So, what's up next on the docket? Next up, we will be doing our finale episode for season one of House of Anubis. It's gonna be so fun, guys! Oh my god. Tune in. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you say you're excited and you never sound excited. And now you're just like actually excited. I love House of Anubis. You guys don't understand. <laughs> um, and then after that, our next movie is going to be Jump In. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah. I haven't seen that in like a few years. That's going to be an interesting <laughs> watch. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Childhood Trash. You can follow us at Childhood Trash Pod on Instagram. You can follow Pia at Pia LaPlaca. And you can follow Maggie at Maggie and Keating. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.